Hello and welcome to episode number two of Fabulous and Female with Layla Mangan. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset and fertility coach and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a visibility coach, best-selling author and mum of two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoy this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Welcome to this episode of our Fabulous and Female podcast. I am delighted to be welcoming our special guest today. Welcome to Layla. Layla is 37, don't look a day over 21, a mum oh. <laughs> of three beautiful girls and you live in the gorgeous town of Aberystwyth in West Wales. So Layla for the past 20 years has been working in independent estate agency and now you co-own your own letting and estate agency in your hometown of Aberystwyth. But you've also built <laughs> a decent platform on social media, just a couple of thousand, and you've learned how to harness it and you dabble also in interior styling. Oh my goodness, we'll talk about your house a little bit later. Your happy place is your old dusty Victorian house with your kids, your boyfriend, soon to be husband, and beautiful dog, yeah. Marley. So Layla, thank you so much for joining us. So first things first, I would love to know what inspired you to do what you do now. And obviously you've got a lot of elements to your businesses. So yeah, what inspired you to do what you do? Well, I worked, I was, I must have been about 17 and I worked in the local fish and chip shop in the village that I'm from and I had a flat in town and I would go in of an evening and do like a clean up you know change the fryers all these types of things so I'd, I'd go in of an evening after I'd finished my shift and I was getting the bus one night through town I said about 11 o'clock and I drove past on the bus my office that I work in now Alexander's and somebody was still here working I'm not sure who it was but somebody was still here working and there was a fire on it was obviously the winter time. And I just thought to myself, oh, that looks nicer. That looks like a nicer place to work. What's that? And so I walked past the next day and saw that it was in state agents, but nobody in my house, nobody in my family had ever bought or rented a house before. So I didn't know what that was. And so I didn't think very much more about it. And then probably about a week later, I was changing the bins in my job. It was a different job, a waitressing job. I was changing the bins and this bin bag full of Sunday dinner, basically, oh, split no. over. <laughs> I just thought, oh, that's enough. No, this is right. I want to do something else. Yeah, I can't get these peas out from in between my toes anymore. This is over. And so I asked my lovely, lovely boss in the fish and chip shop at the time, I asked him and his wife, would they help me write a CV? They basically wrote it for me, but it didn't take long, did it? It said a couple of GCSEs, worked in a fish and chip shop and is a waitress, <laughs> will work for money. Um got an interview here and I think they hired me really to sort of sit at the desk and I knew that as a 17 year old girl I think they thought I would sort of be the secretary type thing and I was okay with that because I had ulterior motives I didn't think I'd stay doing that and I didn't stay doing that opportunities came my way 
But yeah, honestly, I just drove past here one day and thought that looks nicer than the peas between my feet. This looks like a better place to work. Turns out, usually is. <laughs> I love that story. Love, love, love it. Okay, so you started there and looking prettier to desk. Obviously, you know, your business has grown substantially in that time. So how long have you been in the estate agents? 20 years. years. Yeah, 20 years. I'm 37 now. Started here when I was uh, 17. Yeah, started here a few weeks after that. Um, I moved to Cardiff, obviously, as you know. I moved to Cardiff and worked there for a little while, but then came back here. And I predominantly worked in sales up until then. And they'd just been the economic troubles in 2010 have been the credit crunch all of that so then I came over into lettings and I kind of do both now amazing and your other side hustle is your fantastic interior design business and I just have to mention this because Layla is a friend and she's amazing in what she does she was also featured on the BBC recently for Wales's best home talk to us about that yeah, they contacted me on Instagram. I think that's pretty much how they contacted everyone from what I can make out. I think they searched hashtags and, and contacted people that way and just asked if we want to be on the show. And my initial response was no, really? like, God, no. That's the la- Oh, my God, it's the last thing we would want to do. I felt like we'd be putting ourselves out there open to sort of, I suppose, really, we have put ourselves out there open to opinion and judgment. Um, but then they, they mentioned how the kids would be in it. So I asked the kids, we were in Chester Zoo actually when they rung, and I said, what do you think? Do you fancy having, you know, it would be your bedrooms, it would be our life, it would be on the TV, what do you think? And they were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, all right then, fine. I did think, you know, it, it's a fun thing for them, isn't it? So yeah, we did it. We didn't win. We actually scored the lowest, I think. But you were in robbed. Our West Absolutely robbed. Robbed, 100%. But um, yeah, it was really fun, actually. It was really fun looking back. And it will always be there, I guess, now, won't it? And it, because it was a few months ago, the kids already look mm. young to me now watching it back. Yeah. Didn't love seeing myself on the screen, but who does? But I did love seeing the house. I did love how it came over. A little bit chaotic, a little bit noisy, really busy, but really happy. I think that's how it came over anyway, the true reflection. So we weren't really in it for the points, although obviously the points would have been nice. <laughs> Leila, I would love to know, do you put that disco ball on? And dance around that living room with it on. Yep. But the the disco ball they referred to, that's just the little one. That's the little one that's in the TV room. In the library, which is the room next door, you know, with the gin bottles, got a massive gold one in there. And that's the one that has a spotlight and a motor. So that's the one that turns around and projects. Yeah. Yeah. I can be found there on a Friday evening. You've got three beautiful daughters, all under the age of... Eh? Liberty just turned seven. Just turned seven. Yeah. So yeah. What are your main challenges of having three daughters running a fairly large social media presence, a very successful estate agents, and your interior design as well? You know, like everyone, you're just trying to fit it in, aren't you? I think if you've got one child or ten, you still are being pulled in different directions and you just do the best that you can do on that day. For example, today it's the summer holidays and also my little kids' nursery is closed, so my boyfriend is with them this morning. I suppose I just cut myself a bit of slack. I can't be everywhere at the same time. If I had the kids in full-time childcare, I would perform better professionally. And if I didn't work at all, I would probably be, my, my children would 
would think that was the best thing ever but it's not the real world is it just trying to do the best I can do so I have the little ones with me two days a week they go nursery three days a week and for now that seems to work for all of us but it's so hard isn't it you know I'm on emails when I should be going to sleep but I don't I'm seven years into having liberty and working and I don't see a better way of doing it you know if someone has one I'm all ears but for me, I'm just trying to fit in what I can into the hours of the day. And some days that goes really well. And other days I think I was rubbish at it all. It just, you know, we're all just doing the best we can do on that day. I just try and cut myself a bit of slack, really. I used to be really hard on myself. I used to think if I wasn't, you know, there's the mums who, and, and the parents and the grandparents who say things like, you don't have kids to have someone else raise them. And that type of stuff would really stick with me when Liberty was a baby. I used to think I'm not there for all of those things. But actually, my kids being in childcare a few days a week, they're not raised by those people. I haven't changed every single nappy and I haven't fed every single meal, but they're raised by us. They're my children. And to allow them to live a life without worries like they have we have to make some sacrifices that's just how it is but I'm not saying you know it's easy it's very far from easy but I have just tried to let myself off the hook and not be too hard on myself it's difficult isn't it when you're a mum and you work and you guys know you know it's hard isn't it yeah oh god only last week my kids went back to school and I had that whole conversation in my head of, do you know what? All the best laid plans I had all summer, all the, I'm going to work in the morning and take afternoon off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to plan. Right, never working. Completely out the window. It doesn't happen. Productivity is completely gone because you just don't have all that time. And, you know, as you were saying, Leila, I was very much like, do you know what? I am not going to stress over it because, do you know what I mean? For a start, summer holidays will come to an end and life will get back to normal as it has. And secondly, I thought, do you know what is the worst that can happen? If I have these extra hours with my kids through the summer holidays, actually nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing. But it's, you know, same thing when you were saying about childcare. My children were in childcare with my last business late Monday to Friday, nine to five. Mm. And I know they were not raised by my child minor in any ways. No. But you know what? I even used to send them the summer holidays as well. <laughs> Do you know what? That. They did amazing that. stuff with the child minder that I wouldn't exactly. have done because that's what has her job. Yeah. So she exactly. has all this stuff she does. So they have a great time. They bloody loved yeah. it. Had they been with me all that time, I probably would have been like, well, hold on, because I've got to put the washing on and yeah, hold on because you'd just have life. So actually, yeah. I think it does them the world of good because they were with other kids. They were doing totally different things. And I thought, do you know what? There's no right or wrong. It's what works for you and your family at the end of the day. Everyone has to make that choice, don't they? And I think my kids are all the better for it. You know, they're sociable. To a point, they're independent. They them sound like dogs. They're well socialised. You know, they know how to behave in a... You know, once I take their lead off, they're well socialised. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to be. They know about compromise. I think they learn all that kind of stuff yeah. in childcare. Yeah. You know, it's not your turn right now. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. I wouldn't change it. But yeah, challenge is probably like the right word, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's a challenge. Absolutely. Probably always now for the rest of our lives. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's just always going to be and there's no easy way and there's no answer. There's no quick no. fix for it. You need to do what works for you. And I don't care how many people out there say you have to, if you do this and if you time block for this and then if you do that, oh, then your children, are, it, it doesn't work when your kids are at home yeah. on the holidays. No. It just, don't ever give yourself a hard time. No. For it. We're just all doing our best, aren't yeah. we? If you work full time, if you don't work at all, whatever it is, just stay in your lane. You do what you're yeah. doing and I'll do what I'm doing. Just focus on yourself, people. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say, if you have your letting agency mm-hmm. and doing your interior design, what would you say your main challenges are? 
It's just time, isn't it? I don't, I, I never feel really that I lack motivation. My motivation stays the same. It's just literally the amount of hours in the day. I get up at five. I don't realistically think it's sensible to get very much earlier than that. <laughs> it's trying to fit all of that in. <laughs> the thing with here we are part of a team here so the pressure I suppose is that everything that I do here everyone else's mortgages and rents Mm. rely on it whereas the bits that I do for myself that's just me so I can turn down work I can say look I actually I can't look at that for you till October or November whatever if that person goes and finds somewhere else and I don't get that gig then fine but here I suppose I find the pressure here sometimes mounts because it's not just me at stake is it it's everybody else who works here. That's like a secondary issue once you have staff and people in your team. You're, I suppose I may be more worried about their mortgage than mine. Because, you know, on my head be it, isn't it? But they trust you yeah. that you will keep them in employment. So you do what it takes to keep them in employment. I would say that's probably the hardest part mm. of running this business is, is having them. Yeah. As much as it's the best part, yeah. the pressure of that, I think, is harder than just looking after yourself. I'm happy with that. You know, my boyfriend, he will, that will, I don't need to worry about my family. He will see to that and I will add to that. But I do have to worry about all these lots family mm-hmm. because that is on me, I suppose. Can I just say, I love the fact that you call your partner, your boyfriend. I've always loved that about you. You've been together for such a long time. You're getting married in a couple of weeks and you're still calling him your boyfriend. And he's a bit old to be a boyfriend, really, isn't he? <laughs> Can you be someone's boyfriend when you're nearly 60? Oh, he'll kill me for that. He's 57. He's a, he's a handsome 57-year-old boyfriend. Um, right, so, Leila, you've just said that, and it's really interesting you said about how you feel you have to look after everyone else and the team and, you know, if they don't... Such a woman thing, yeah. right? So what mm-hmm. do you do to look after you in all of this? I don't do very much, which probably isn't what what we should be here to talk about, but that's the truth of it. Yeah, not very much, to be honest. I do things like recently, I just went on my hen trip to Ibiza with my friends, and it was just three days, and it just felt absolutely amazing. Not, you know, not that I was desperate to get away from my family, not at all, but just that little break away, and you just remember who you are. You finish every sentence, you're not getting any snacks or wiping any bums, you know, you know about the bums and we just laughed all of us pretty much all of us there had kids and we just laughed so much we kind of made a pact that we need to do stuff like that perhaps not Ibiza and perhaps not three days but maybe a night somewhere you know and just off duty because you're never completely off duty but you can be like 99% off duty can't you so I need to do more of that but really no I don't do very much for myself but I also figure like this is short term isn't it Mm -hmm. they're only little for a certain amount of time yeah. my time will come back yeah it'll come yeah. good <laughs> I know obviously one of your things is having your nails done so is that a bit of like yeah. you time when you go to have your nails done you know 45 minutes with Kit at the nail bar around the corner yeah. she, thankfully Kit and Shauna don't talk to me about my kids we talk about I don't know so and so from the hairdressers down the road <laughs> or the wedding or EastEnders last week or whatever so yeah I literally religiously get my nails done every two weeks it is probably, you know, a luxury that is not required, but oh, it makes says me feel who? so good. Says you. Nothing. And that's the thing. Like, if it makes you feel good, God, you know, we always conform, don't we, to these things that, oh, you know, we shouldn't do this, shouldn't do this. And I just think, bloody go for it. If you want to have your nails done and spend four or five minutes yeah, talking about what you want to talk about, do it more, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The other day, I went last week and Kit's uncle has moved over from Hong Kong and he is now doing shoulder massages whilst you're getting your nails done. I was like, what is this amazing place? Oh, I've got my hands in the front doing this pressure massage on my shoulders and my head. Oh, it was 15 minutes, but that's the thing, isn't it? Just 15 minutes when you're busy, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it was great. It's my new favourite thing. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely. What would you say, Leila? So you've got kiddies as they are, you've got your agency, you've got your design, all these amazing things going on. Where do you see yourself sort of heading moving forward? We expanded this company, Alexander. So we went down into Cardiff, actually, as Helen knows, uh, 2017. And I think our plan then was that... Yeah, 2017, yeah. 2nd of February 2017, we opened on Wellfield Road in Cardiff. And I think in my mind then, well, our minds, I should say, we thought we would open up a string of offices and they'd all be really profitable and then we wouldn't work in any of them. We'd sort of area manage them. And actually, for a ton of reasons, that just didn't work out very quickly. Within about six months, it seemed that that was not going to be the way. Mm. So we're out of that now. And I just think that we'll we'll never try to expand in that way again. I just think all our eggs essentially in one basket, the plan is to continue to grow Alexander's to take our our sort of geographical boundaries maybe a little bit further, really concentrate on our market share, work with people we want to work yeah. with. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? You so often get into deals and into situations where actually you don't want to do yeah, it, yeah. but no. you have to do it because yeah. of the money. And you think this person's going to be a nightmare, this job's going to be a nightmare. And you always tell yourself, but I'll earn X out of it. So I think my ultimate, probably mine and Derek's the same, ultimate goal would be to not have to do that. Yeah to work with the people you want to when the vibe is right. Mm -hmm. And that will only, as far as I'm concerned, that will only ever involve this office. I don't want to go through all that again. It was really hard in every way that that something can be hard doing that. And like coming out of it, closing it down, you know, oh. It's really so hard. It's like a divorce or something, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So for that reason, I want to do that again. I just want to concentrate on everything here. Keep this, grow this. This could do so much better than it does. It does fine, but it could do so much better. I suppose when the kids are all in school, I'll be around more. Although you tell yourself that you'll have more time. Will you actually have any more time? And you want to spend that time on you, you know, actually spend some time on yourself. It's it's really interesting what you said then about working with people that you want to work with. And um, Jane and I all know this. In coaching industry now, which is where we both sit, you get to choose who you work with. And I've always been that way. Very much sit with people that I'm very aligned to and they're very authentic because ultimately you know when you're in your your work you know how many hours a week do you work why do you want to work with people that you bloody don't like or you wouldn't go and have a coffee with them down the road you know and I just think I can see you getting to that stage where 
that's all you want to do is work with people you want to work with people who get it who get you who get what you're doing so you know you're not really pitching to them I don't want to like sell our company by saying oh and you know last year we sold x x percent of the market x percent of the asking price oh I don't want to do that do you want to work with me or what (laughs) (laughs) is there a good vibe between us then let's do this if there isn't let's not why am I sort of selling myself I feel like I just don't want to do that anymore but obviously you know there's financial restrictions isn't there you pitch for everything whilst you remain with some financial restrictions that's that's what I'd like to do to take Alexander to a point where we can pick and choose more where we keep the energy up all the time Mm -hmm. that was my last business Leila it was actually a holiday letting agency that I had oh yeah so So, it was yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, 100%. And as you say, you feel as if you have to take on every house and every property and everything because it's money and it's a constant yeah. income. Yeah. And then there's people who are just like, I just can't work with you. And I have over the time, I ended two contracts because of various differences. And I thought, no, it's not working. I was putting myself and my team through it. And I thought, that's not fair. And we're not working like this. And although it was, once again, you lose that income. The difference though in the office and the team and us going, do you know what, totally. lift off your shoulders. Because mm. other things come through, more things come in and it opens up. When you speak up that space. Yeah, absolutely. I think that in the industry and property and letting, it's a bloody difficult yeah, one. And there's a lot of different people out there, let's say. But um, <laughs> That's a very nice yeah, way of you're... putting it there, Jane. I was being very polite so yes that I know exactly where you are when you think I want to get to a stage where it is just we take on who we like and work with the nice people that works with us then it's absolutely a good place to be you get a vibe don't you you get a vibe off people straight away and you think Mm, I don't think I want to take you on. This isn't going to work. It's just not going to. It's not going to work. You don't get me. I don't get you. We're just walking down this road. It's just going to be Uh torture for us both. Yeah, exactly. Why are we doing this? I think that's much more what I'm interested in than getting a load of Alexanders. Like I used to think that was the goal. I don't think that's the goal now. I think have a really nice, sleek, good, fun operation here that makes everybody happy. My God, we could be dead tomorrow. It just needs to be, it needs to be fun. That's where I suppose the last couple of years I've been putting my my focus on, you know, core, good values here. We work with good people who appreciate us. We don't want 50 offices anymore. I think I used to, but I don't anymore. Yeah, it's like you don't want to dilute your whole brand and everything you've mm. got, do you? And also I never want to move. Like that's a thing as well. I like mm. being here. And so to open more or... I, I suppose maybe even to get into something else it would involve here not being my base and I don't want to do that I want to live here I want my kids to be here I can't do every single bedtime but I do most of them now I want to be here I think we'll stay where we are and make this smoother sleeker more profitable yeah no it sounds like an excellent plan definitely just digressing a bit from the estate agents your social media following is a fairly large amount just talk us through how you grew that so is it, did you grow that grow that organically yeah organically but very consciously so a good friend of mine Eros he works in marketing and media and I can't remember how it came up. We were chatting one day and he said, oh, so-and-so, a friend of his, oh, they don't, if words to the effect, oh, they, they don't pay for that anyway. I said, how do they get, what do you mean? What do you mean? How are they getting this? And he said, oh, it was, uh, so basically he explained to me the concept of ads. And I said to him, I think I'll do that. <laughs> he was like, okay, well, all the best. <laughs> okay. And then I bought a little book in the bookshop across the road that said, 
something like it was called something like how to make instagram pay read it was only as you can imagine a small book it wasn't more of the world read that in about a day or so and thought hang on i am paying for loads of stuff it would be good for people to give me the stuff so then i don't have to pay for the stuff maybe i'll do that and we lived in our old house then i think i was pregnant with Raina. Raina's four now so it was back then so it's not like an immediate thing and i used to work much much harder at it than i do now i used to like religiously post three times a week on my grid I would, I was really into the aesthetics of it. You know, everything was staged to start. I think Instagram's changed a lot now anyway, but that's how it was four years ago. Everything was visually very coordinated. I really worked hard on the hashtags, all of that. And my friend Eros had said, once you get to 10,000, it gets much easier. And he was right. It does get much, much easier at 10,000. People start to come to you. And similarly with my social stuff, I don't, work with anybody that I don't want to I just say no oh no no thank you I get loads of offers for my kids and I pretty much turned down 99% of those because you know my kids didn't agree to be in an Instagram advert did they so I turned down most of those you know do you want these tutus for your children and make us a real no my children aren't for sale you know I am to a point I suppose but not not them yeah yeah it was organic but it was hard work to start with it took probably a year and a half to get that 10,000 and it was loads of reaching out starting conversations with people so you know I might search a hashtag that might be Welsh homes and then I might every day religiously message a hundred people on there or comment on a hundred posts you know oh what a lovely garden oh I really like this table I would start all of those conversations that was my thing then I don't do that now I don't have time and it doesn't that doesn't seem to be it does seem to more take care of itself now Um, and I think Instagram's changed as well hasn't it with like reels and stories so we all don't post as much as we did on our grid my growth has really slowed down after 50,000 because I've kind of stopped working on it properly yeah Yeah, I I haven't put the work in I like to think I will again as we come to the autumn because I do really like it yeah but yeah it, it was organic, but it wasn't easy. There was a, it, you know, also, by the way, it's not exactly coal mining, is it? But, you know, you have to put in the effort is what I'm getting at. You do. And if, if anyone wants to go follow Layla on Instagram, it's beautiful. And you get to see a fantastic house. I love following you, not just because of who you are, but seeing all your activities. And it just it's really enlightening oh. and uplifting page. So just the word I try not to be a big moaner on there I feel like on socials I feel like it's a bit if you've got nothing good to say don't say anything so sometimes you'll see I won't post for about three weeks because <laughs> I've been on one stressed out for three weeks but don't go on just to say oh yeah. you know and also I appreciate you don't want somebody who lives in the house that I live in to be moaning about how they're tired because it's just going to give you the rage yeah you know that's like, there are there are like a billion worse problems to have than the problems that I have so I don't think it's appropriate to go on and have a moan um, so yeah, I think if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything. That's, which is really interesting. A lot, of the, a lot of the things that we say are about keeping it real. So people see like the real mm-hmm. side of things. But I think you do it very subtly. You know, it, it's not, you do have a little bit of a kind of moan sometimes. Yeah, but you, yeah, you're not yeah, in yeah. your face. So yeah, I like the way I you do you it. You do it well. you need to monitor it, don't you? Yeah. I think it's all right to say, these bloody kids have driven me mad today. Yeah. When do they go back to school? Yeah. 
but you know light and shade because I unfollow people if I feel like the energy they're putting on is negative I think I don't want to absorb this I don't want to look at you complaining you're getting on my nerves so I unfollow people for that because I don't think it's very healthy you wouldn't just go up to a stranger and start moaning about your next hospital appointment would you so you know shush Um, but yeah I completely agree keep it real it's far from roses around the door isn't it that's real life but also don't go on too much Brilliant. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And what would you say in business wise, if you'd somebody that was starting out in the business and for any of our listeners out right there who are starting out, what was the one top tip you would give them? Whatever it takes. That's my thing, really. Whatever it takes. I Derek said that to me when I started here 20 years ago. I think I said words to the effect of, well, how do you do such and such? I think your diary was empty for a weekend or something. And I said, well, how do you get people to it would have been very basic view houses or something and he said whatever it takes whatever it takes and since then it just really stuck with me it was like well you have to do whatever it takes you know if that's we would weed the gardens of show houses at three o'clock in the morning before a launch day at 7 a.m and for years I missed every bank holiday my friends would be at the beach of course they would we live by the sea I worked every Saturday for probably five years I worked every bank holiday for about 10 years Mm -hmm. I knew I was doing it for something I didn't know exactly what it was and then Liberty was born and then I knew what it was but up until then I didn't know what I was working for but I knew it was was some kind of improvement and if I slacked off whilst I was still young and without commitment and able to put in those hours and all of that type of stuff like you have to at the start of a business I thought I just have to do whatever it takes and loads of trainees come into every industry don't they but property you know very much they come in and and it's too hard I'm sure that's true of of all industries so I couldn't go back because I'd made this song and dance of leaving the fish and chip shop I'm going I'm starting a new career in property I hated this job for a few months but I couldn't go back my pride wouldn't let me I was a lot were long and it just clicked into place. I just think if you want something enough, do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. That's really the question though, isn't it? Do you want it enough? Yeah. And I think yeah. sometimes we see figures of businesses failing so early. I understand in the last few years, there's different yeah. reasons, but generally speaking, it's were you willing to do what it took? You know, Did you want it enough? Were you starving, hungry for it? Because if you weren't, it probably won't work. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You can't have a dabble, can you? You've got to really want it when you put everything on the line to do it. And if you just keep going, it will come good. And do you feel like you've come good now? Yeah, I think so. It's small things like... I don't worry when I go on a food shop, I on a food shop yesterday, supermarket, I don't worry, will my card be all right at the end? And I spent my whole life, probably till about 10 years ago, my mental arithmetic is amazing. So you can count up what's in the basket so your card doesn't get, de- or you know, cash, isn't it? You've got enough in your purse back there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have to worry about what I put in my food shop. Yeah, that's a very, very, very nice feeling. Yeah. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong, I can't fill my basket in Waitrose, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm Morrison's. I'm okay. <laughs> I love that. And it's just great to hear your journey from having those peas stuck between your toes to now Bad feeling time. like you've come good and you've worked hard, I guess, in that time to, to where you are now. And I'm, I'm excited to see 
your future as well and your empire in Aberystwyth expanding and, and becoming Only what you in want. In um, <laughs> We will never leave. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Aberystwyth absolutely Yeah, strange. it's really nice here and it's really safe. Like mm. that's something. When we were in Cardiff, we kept getting stuff robbed from our van and stuff. That doesn't happen here. We don't, we don't need to worry about stuff like that. This is a nice place to raise the kids, I think. Yeah. This is a good place to be from. Probably just need to say that, like, Cardiff's oh, not all about robbing. You know, that's where I live. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and perhaps we shouldn't have left our van open well, in the middle of... I was going to say, the was open for two hours. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have done that. But yeah, I feel like when you're from a little town like this, you really notice that stuff. I feel like, although having said that, you know, we have far less stuff here than there are in the cities. But I think with the girls, I think it's all right that they live a slightly sort of sheltered country life for now anyway. And they're amazing. And they're nice. I mean, of course, they're sometimes the kids they're still yeah, kids yeah. <laughs> but they're quite nice real. yeah they're still sometimes terrible yeah. river yeah. the youngest one she's nearly three and so she's just coming out of probably where you are now yeah. helen that like really terrible two time oh let's not go there that, like destructive yeah. time she's coming out of that now it will come oh, good helen it won't be long. yeah it needs to come <laughs> fast with two of them at the same time oh yeah <laughs> I just can't imagine twins, like three, what were mine? Three under four, I think mine were when Rivi was born. Oh my gosh. Yeah, three under four when when Rivi was born. But at least they all were, I only had to grab one at a time. You grab in two at a time. I know. And it's just, yeah, potties now are just brilliant. So James has got them today and he's just messaged me to say, well, Sophia just weed herself and then Bella's just shat herself at the same time. What do I do first? I don't know. I'll take Sophia and you take Bella. I'm like, oh well, have a nice time in the coffee shop. Bye. Well, mine are now 14 and 8. So, no, 13, well, 14 next month. 14 and 8, are, it does get a lot easier. Yeah. It does. But it's just like different a... challenges. Yeah, I was about to say, like a whole different set of challenges now. At least we know where our kids yep. are. Yeah. Yep. We know, we know this space. Yep. How will I... I not know where you are? You know, well, you see, electronics now, yeah, nightmare yeah, electronics. Yeah. Everybody wants to have their head in something. So yeah, you're whole, tracking these clowns. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different world again. Layla, me and Jane always end our conversations and start generally around food. We mm. love food. What we have then? What's your favourite cake? Chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Just any chocolate. chocolate. I want a chocolate sponge and I want some kind of delicious chocolate ganache thing and it's going to turn my teeth all brown when I'm eating it and it's going to stain my clothes and it's going to a bit squish and I don't care. What about you? What's your favourite cake? What do you have on the side? Are you a cream, ice cream or your sauce? I don't want anything on the side. Straight up. Give me a piece of cake. Yeah. I like it warmed with ice cream on the side. No cream, not ice cream. Oh, I'm an ice cream girl. No cream. Always but you're before. talking now, you're going into the realms of pudding, pudding. aren't you? We're talking like pudding. Yeah. I'm talking about a piece of cake, like I might go and get in a minute. Well, I've, <laughs> I've I mean, got like, one in my fridge, so I'm definitely yeah. going to go and get a piece Just have some cake. Yeah, if it was pudding, then I'm custard. Oh, More no. custard. Love no. custard. Love no custard. Custard's everything. No custard. Oh, yeah, just a bowl of custard. When I was a kid, it was just me and my mum, and a cherry bakewell. Oh. 
in a bowl with tinned custard on the top was like super treat oh. on a Sunday and I just loved it yeah I haven't had it for years and years and years but I always think I will and then I don't but yeah me and my mum would have a cherry bake well each and then tinned custard over the top oh. it was pretty fancy 30 <laughs> years ago there's nothing better than a good piece of apple pie or apple crumble with custard, oh. custard. Yeah. It just makes you feel so good, so doesn't good. it? It's so good. Leila, thank you so much for chatting to us today. If anyone Welcome. is interested in getting in touch with you for any sort of elements of you and your business, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Well, they can always just find me on Instagram. It's Leila Mangan Interiors, which is long, isn't it? It's long. Leila Mangan Interiors. I should try and make that smaller. And then my company is Alexander Zabaristwith. So for their property requirements, they can always reach me here, but they can speak to me on either. Fantastic. Wonderful. Thanks. Thank you so, so much. As always, you are so bubbly, entertaining and honest, which is what this podcast is all about. That's a nice thing to say. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. So nice chatting with you, ladies, too. Wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. We end every episode with a top tip for you. And today's top tip is ask yourself this Does it make your heart sing? And our leaving message to you is always remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous.